See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Anna and the Apocalypse on Shudder. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. Ta-da! <laughs> Welcome to Theater Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him, pronouns alongside... Uh, Emily Murphy. Schick. Okay. No, whatever. <laughs> you, go. you go, you go. <laughs> I'm Emily Schick. My pronouns are she and her, you filthy animal. Yeah, and I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he, him. And a happy new year. All right, this is our first for our... God, I hate that we're going to fucking call it this, but we're going to fucking call it this. Thanks, Emily. Holly yay or holla nay. Uh, you know, we're, Come on, doing, it works. we're doing some holiday movies and yeah. it's super not offensive. By, by hol- yeah. I mean, by holiday, though, we mean exclusively Christmas movies because that's the only holiday that the U.S. seems to recognize. So, well, yeah, I mean... there are other ones. <laughs> yeah shut up i think I, talk, I think i talked you guys into doing a new year's movie but we'll see we'll see oh no we totally will there are five fridays in this month so we need to have five holiday or holidays <laughs> it's not as fun as shocktober but no, yeah right. we can't have it all um <laughs> uh so this week's movie for our first holiday or holiday is Anna and the Apocalypse from, uh, are we calling it 2017 or 2018? I guess 2017, right? I yeah, because that's when it premiered at, I think, uh, Fantastic Fest. But yeah. it didn't get, like, distro until 2018. So, yeah, take your pick, guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know, I, I feel like I saw, like, I feel like I saw it in May, and it's clearly a movie that's intended to be released in December, so, yes. um, but that's why I think it got distribution in the U.S., but I had the impression it was, it existed in the U.K. well before that, so. That yeah, I didn't look up to all. see uh, specific release dates. Yeah. Uh, 2017, Fantastic Fest, 2018, November, uh, U.K., yeah. Ah, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask a moot question. Who wants to do the synopsis? Uh, you've said that I had to do the synopsis. <laughs> well, I guess I'm doing the synopsis. So. And as the writer, he's not just going off the cuff. He, he Oh, yeah. No, no. I wrote it out because I didn't want to get all off topic and meandering like TJ usually does. Yeah. So. Yeah. TJ. <laughs> so, so are you anyway. trying to tell me I should be less lazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, in a world where there are hints of some kind of virus going on. Uh, prescient. Uh, Anna just wants to travel and not bother going to uni. But her dad isn't happy about it when he finds out from Anna's nice guy friend accidentally blurting it out. Meanwhile, I guess people don't care about the homeless and stuff. (laughs) So Steph is going to write about it in the school blog instead of dealing with (laughs) frustration over her parents being in Mexico or her girlfriend being indifferent to her frustration and loneliness. So, But incoming headmaster Arthur Savage won't let her do anything with the school paper and takes her car keys because that seems totally reasonable. Yeah, I never understood why he took the car keys. Like, it's weird as hell. Like, it's a plotting device, but, like, it's such a lazy plotting device. 
Yep. Also, there's this guy, Nick, who Anna slept with, but things seem to not be happening between them now, and he's kind of just an immature dick who, <laughs> to everyone, especially John, and has almost no redeeming qualities about him whatsoever until about an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> which is an interesting choice to make with one of your protagonists. Um, so... Steph gets Chris to film the homeless situation because she thinks it will help him with academically, even though it might mean Chris will miss his girlfriend's Christmas show performance where there's a dangerously hung set decoration. That's totally not going to be significant later. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely not a Chekhov's gun. Absolutely not. Totally, totally not setting something up for later. Not at all. Not at Uh, all. So then we still haven't gotten to the zombie outbreak. And at this point, we're close to like 20 minutes in, uh, 30 minutes. Like we've had a good chunk of movie, a lot of songs. um, And yeah, very, very scant hints about zombies. Um, Just nothing, nothing so far. Um, I think it's like 28 minutes that we get the song that's essentially the opening of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, but with her singing while walking along. they, they said it was meant more as an homage to um, to Shaun of the Dead than Dawn of the Dead, but like oh, um, I'm sure it was, but like yeah. it still had that vibe of yeah. But we're not there. Of, because that's no, not the next scene. The next scene yeah. is is it's Anna John at work because that's what we want to see. We want to see them at a bowling alley doing just about nothing. But it's called uh, it's a bowling alley woo. called Thunderballs. Like that's such a great name for a bowling alley. <laughs> And then it meanwhile, oh, if that wasn't exciting enough for you, there's still that that performance that Lisa was putting on. So we see her at the Christmas show doing a really inappropriate song for a high schooler. Oh my um, god, really? so inappropriate, but I also kind of love it and want to like put it on a bunch of Christmas like Yeah, no, uh, it, that song is one of the funniest things in the movie and I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. Same. But um uh, but Chris doesn't show up. Chris isn't there, even though he said he'd be there. I wonder what will happen. I wonder if we'll get a scene of what's going on with him. Nope. We're back to John and Anna at work, where they throw a sh- where they usher out uh, kind of a bachelor party group, and then they throw a shoe at a coworker and go home. <laughs> and then finally, the zombie break finally happens, completely <laughs> off screen. And we cut to the next morning when Anna and John go to school, completely, completely oblivious, oblivious to the zombie outbreak. <laughs> um, and then ultimately, by the, yeah, and by the end of the song, they stumble upon a man in a snowman costume uh, and they try to help him. And ultimately, they realize he's a zombie, and Anna decapitates him with a seesaw, you know, as you do. Um, so then John and Anna hide out in the bowling alley because I guess it's closer to home or the school or anything. It's, I guess it's just a <laughs> midpoint between the locations. Um, it's a set location and, they had to use for an action beat. <laughs> yeah. And then they meet Steph and Chris, who tell us about their experience that happened off screen. Um, <laughs> And why they ended up spending the night there. So, you know, I mean, exciting. You know, oh, you set up, up a really fun action beat that could have that we could have seen, but uh, uh, not so much. Uh, so, meanwhile, back at the school, uh, I guess we did see a scene of Savage opening the doors 
and I guess seeing the zombies coming or something, because now it's kind of the next morning and they've taken shelter in the school and they all seem to think that Savage kind of saved them, though he's still also kind of a dick who's on a power trip. Kind um, of? Kind of, yeah, kind of might be an understate. And, um, so everyone just kind of hangs out waiting for the army to save them. Um, and zombies get into the bowling alley and the group that's in the bowling alley dispatch them and then don't leave the bowling alley despite the fact that it looks like there's probably a giant hole in the wall that zombies can easily get through. And they yeah. stay there for a couple days waiting for the army to save them. Um, but the army doesn't save them. Um, and they lose power, and then they just see there are some army zombies wandering around uh, now. So that, oh, that is it even a really couple well. of days? Because doesn't this movie end on Christmas, and it's set up in the beginning of it that it's the twenty third? I mean, basically, the day the the way that I look at it is that okay. So you have the night of the Christmas show. Then they definitely go to the bowling alley and spend a whole day there and night, and then wake up the next morning, and the zombie and the army has failed. And then they finally is where we are now in my summary of they finally decide that, hey, I guess we have to leave the bowling alley. So they use the ball pit as a shield somehow to try to walk there. It's like the dumbest plan ever. And it seems like that's something they should have realized like well before they were as far as they were enacting it. it um, it's very Looney Tunes. Yes, it's yeah. it's a really really bad idea, um, but it's but, also like definitely the kind of thing that dumb teenagers would be like. We're so smart, yeah, because we we thought of this. Yeah, well, and then also you know, there's a lot of discussion about dead celebrities. Um, um, but then they're rescued by Nick, hooray, and his awful crew, hooray. Um, and Nick sings a song about how he's killing zombies and really good at it. Um, and so, enjoys it a lot. Yeah. Um. So they decide to team up with Nick. And go to the school with him. Um, and, you know, we have that nice little scene between John and Anna about the fact that, like, John's a nice guy and totally a nice guy. And therefore, Anna's not going to be interested in him. Um, and then they decide. I mean, to, he, he's like, quote unquote, he's her best nice guy. friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, for whatever reason, despite the fact that they probably left with enough time to get there without cutting through this Christmas tree factory, I guess they got sidetracked killing zombies, or maybe it took longer than they thought. But then Christmas they decide, tree factory? Yeah, yeah they're going to go through a Christmas tree shop, but, um, you know, not not the U.S. brand. Um, and, uh, no, this place all, actually sells Christmas trees. Yeah. A store yeah. for Christmas trees. Yeah, so as they're wandering through that, which, you know, really looks like a pretty bad idea um all of all of nick's friends and jaw die so you know 50 <laughs> get through like that's that's good um and, and you know they do make it to the school where they get in and realize that savage has gone totally insane and seems to be kind of just feeding the survivors to the like luring the zombies to eat kill the survivors like i'm not really sure what's going on yeah i don't really know what his motivation was in there uh yeah i mean he's, yeah. he just hams it up and is having fun and i love his performance but like, oh yeah yeah I, he just yeah. like he was he goes from a dick to being like a sociopath and like like i mean yeah dicks and sociopaths can be one and the same but like it's 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 definitely a switch's turn that we it's almost, it's somewhat disappointing that we don't see it, but like, 
you knew it was coming. So, um, so he tries to get all everyone killed, um, and they manage to escape and decide to split up with uh, Chris and Steph looking for Steph's keys, and uh, Nick and Anna looking for Tony, um, Anna's father. I don't know if I mentioned that Anna's father's name is Tony. Yes, um, he's a janitor at the school. Yes, he is a janitor at the school. Um, and so in the process, uh, Steph and Chris find Lisa and Chris's grandmother, but Chris's grandmother has unfortunately died from her heart condition, apparently. So but she didn't turn okay. into a zombie. So how the fuck did this zombie virus start spreading? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know, and I assume that she died under savage's observation because savage seemed to know that if they die from zombie bite they become zombie but if they die of other causes they don't yeah um, that was a weird bit yeah. of information that he gave us so apparently he had fed enough people to them to realize who would turn and who wouldn't or maybe he just started killing people and was like ah that worked yeah. um yeah. so anyway uh so then chris and and chris lisa and steph try to get her keys um, while Steph is getting keys, Chris and Lisa take really risky choices to distract Dumb. the zombies that ultimately Dumb. get them killed. Um, yeah. but hey, Steph got the keys and gets out. Meanwhile, Anna confronts Savage, um, to try to rescue her father. Um, well, You're meanwhile, great I song. yeah, and there's a lot know, of, all right, we'll get there. Let's get, yeah. let's get the no, rest we'll talk of the, about the music after the fact. Yeah. I mean, the music is interesting because I love the music in this, but like how it interacts with the plot is an interesting choices. Um, but we'll get yeah. there, get through the rest yeah. of the synopsis. But yeah. So you so call yeah, mine so... meandering. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, it took like an hour last time to get through your, your synopsis. Um, oh yeah. The Wakanda forever synopsis lasts for like half an hour. Yeah. So a struggle breaks out between Tony and Savage. Um, ultimately, that uh, set decoration that totally wasn't going to be significant totally knocked Savage <laughs> into the zombies um, because you didn't see that coming. Um, but apparently... Where he seems to cherish his passing. Yeah. Well, he gets the crowd surf. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. So. Uh, I've done it yeah. before. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, during that struggle, it looks like Tony got bit. So Tony decides that it doesn't make sense for him to go with Anna and Nick to safety um, because, and, you know, Anna offers to to kill him there, but Nick had actually killed his father that way, as he admitted, which is the first hint of him having any sort of vulnerability, which yeah. ha- right, takes so place that super is late like in the movie. That is like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's way too late. Uh, but, uh you know, no, Nick no. He first to... admitted he first admitted that he killed his father in a more like just brushing it aside way. Well, it yeah. was it was implied um, like that his father had already turned at that point. So yes. like, like, and then you know later on it said that like his father was aware he was going to turn and then asked Nick to kill him, which is a very different circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, ultimately. Tony just says that they should leave him, so they do, and they wander outside, where they're totally screwed. Um, but, of course, Steph arrives at the last minute, um, and they get in her car, and they drive off into the sunrise. And, and doesn't the- run over a single zombie, because that would have cost too much money. Yeah, so. it totally would have. Yeah. So... 
like like it's kind of weird how crowded it is in that scene outside and she drives and does not hit a single zombie because like that stunt work would have been too expensive i mean i don't know if it's necessarily that as much as the potential liability with putting some of the actors and and the car in the path of that because you can just put a dummy that that she drives through or over and it would probably look fine yeah but i don't know i mean that's 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 all right good synopsis good synopsis um i don't know man like i've got i feel like i've got a weird relationship with this movie because like it's another one of those like on paper i should fucking love this movie yeah. Like no, it, I mean, it's a it's a Christmas time musical, which I think technically might be an opera because the majority of the story is passed through song instead nah, it's of not, through it's dialogue. It's not completely. It's not song, but like it, it, it's it's not quite. It's yeah, it's not quite opera because it's maybe like sixty percent of the story is said through song instead of. I don't like know. I mean, 80. all but all the all the song is talking about their remote. Like most of the progression of the story happens through non-song scenes the songs are mostly about you know how characters are feeling which is generally how things are supposed to go but i mean that's one of the things that's just kind of weird about this is like so many of the songs feel like they were written for something else and that they're shoehorned into this oh yeah (laughs) Like I think that oh, I, yeah. I think that it works well in this movie, but yes, yeah. I completely agree with you. It feels like there are a number of like seed ideas of different songs that yeah. were like written and just sort of like shoved into this being. Yeah, I mean, like Human Voice is the one that stands out the most to me. Of like, is this supposed to be in this movie? Because like, like it's it doesn't really connect with what's going on in the story. It's just, it's a nice song. It's there, but it's just like, which this, one this, was, which one was human voice again? It's, like, what's oh yeah. I need a human voice. It's, it's like yeah. when they're all in the bowling alley and at the school, I mean, like it's vaguely about like, yeah. like Chris longing to be with Lisa and his grandmother and Anna wanting to be with her father and, theoretically i guess as the other character like you know there's a throwaway line that i only caught this first time of that oh there's john's mother being eaten by zombies <laughs> like yeah so like oh, right. one of the survivors in the school i guess well she ultimately dies but like is it really identified <laughs> so but like john's already dead by that point anyway so um yeah, so it's sort of also weird for them to like point that out. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, it's just kind of like that. She he had mentioned that he believed that she was at the school, so um, she was there. I don't know why she would be going to the Christmas show with when her son is working at the bowling alley but like that seems to be a problem with a lot of different people yeah i mean you have to remember that this is like a small town in i think either the north of england or somewhere in scotland i'm pretty sure it's in scotland there's probably not a hell hell of a lot else to do it was just outside it's kind of yeah okay uh well okay then you if there then there might be more stuff around but like yeah if you're kind of uh you know i don't like to leave my town all that much it's probably the only thing going on and like 
it might be one of those where just the whole fucking town goes because it's like, what else are we going to do? Tradition. Tradition. That's a different show. Um, <laughs> 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 musical. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I really, really like the music. I just feel like it very frequently um, doesn't have much connection to the material. Like, I feel yeah. like Master at War really feels like the only song that was definitely written for this, whereas everything is like... Uh, Soldier at War. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at, at yeah. like, the uh, list of them now. Like, I, I yeah. Like, yeah, Soldier at War... I do kind of like, I think yeah. the kid pulls it off. Well, I think that it's yeah. got the right flow and it, it's finally us getting like a more exciting scene. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I mean, like that's, there, there, uh, is, there are some decent gags in it, even in like yeah. the bowling alley scene with like the two bowling balls, you know, back to back to crack the skull. Like that's mm -hmm. a decent gag. Um, yeah. Yeah. There are some pretty nice kills in this, not anything wildly exciting, but, I'm still okay with some of them. Like that one was, I thought really well done. Yeah. Yeah. It was Just probably fun. one of the more exciting ones. Yeah. But you know, you have songs like Hollywood ending, which really could be in anything. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like Hollywood ending, but yes, that could yeah. be in like almost anything that is trying to idolize Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, in turning your, turning my life around is a lot of fun um but it's just like I, you know and that i mean that has one of the two visual gags like like not a thing could get me down and you saw, see the zombie falling off the roof and that's fun mm -hmm. um and then i also <laughs> like in uh uh in the finale song uh, uh with where is the light and his uh his sweater lights up that's that's a nice gag um, oh yeah that that is a nice gag i fucking <laughs> didn't even realize that that's yeah yeah that's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah so but like, um, there are some pretty decent songs in here though like yeah no i mean i, I like, think the music i like what a time to be alive and, yeah <laughs> yeah what a time to be alive is is good like i mean honestly i think the music's really catchy and i find my like you know i find myself singing along to it like i like this soundtrack um a lot i just feel like there's there's an opportunity for a little bit more connection with like zombie tropes and material that like it's just i don't know i mean i mean like i i feel like i mean what a time to be alive is the closest you get to kind of like the their big musical number i mean i guess as hollywood ending but hollywood ending like happens well before there's any sort of zombie outbreak or yeah hollywood ending is right. very um high school musical yeah and it's just like like to have just kind of a big number with shambling zombies i'm disappointed doesn't exist um yeah i mean even just while talking about your fucking while going through your synopsis there were clearly missed opportunities in this movie but yeah. like even still i i don't think i've said this on here yet so there are three versions of this movie that exist there's the 93 minute version the 98 minute version and the 108 minute version I have only ever seen the 108 minute version. So I don't know what the U S version, which is the shortest cut out from the UK version, which is the medium. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I do like that. One of the songs that's thrown into the festival cut, which is the 108 minute is the, um, the, the one that starts to show 
the principal being more of a villain earlier instead of just like waiting to be till the almost end of the movie to be like, oh, hey, this guy's actually a villain instead of just a dick. I don't know. I mean, he's always played as a villain. So, I mean, like it doesn't come out of nowhere. But yeah, that was the first time I had seen um, which side are you on? I think like because I think the other previous times I'd watched this film, like I don't remember that um, song. Um, which, you know, I don't think that song is the most memorable song. I definitely think it's one that you could cut and get away with. Oh, so, yeah. Easily um, cut and get away yeah. with. I like the song, but, yeah. you know, it does slow down the movie. And, yeah. like, there are other scenes that I'd rather see in the movie. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, the the big thing is, it's just like, Jesus Christ, does it take long to get to the zombie outbreak? Um, it takes and, so fucking long. And I really wish there was some way of like trimming that down because like there's a lot of like important exposition that happens within it. At the same time, there's also some like missing exposition because it's just yeah. like we need Nick to be more likable at the beginning of the movie. Like do we, we do because as by the end of the movie, we're supposed to actually like him, but oh, we don't yeah. like him. But no, like, definitely do not. You, know, you definitely don't like him for like the majority of the film. And it's a weird situation of like, part of me is like, cause I mean, the other thing is, is like, I know it's a trope and it's horrible. Um, like, because John is just such a nice guy character. And it's just like, it's, refreshing to like almost not have him end up with the girl but at Absolutely. the same time like like he's not he he needs to have like more unlikable qualities to him um, he does yeah like, like he needs to be more ducky from 16 yeah. candles yeah. yeah there needs to be some like like the relationship between him and anna is just kind of off like i wondered if and especially as I was like watching it this time, I wondered if he like if he was like heavier, if it would have like played better that way. Because like there's a lot of references to him being out of shape, and it's just like he looks average looking. And like yeah. I also he, see he him, looks like, like average to fit. <laughs> yeah, and there's like some like random like like scenes of him like, and there's a lot of times when he's like eating things, and it's just like I feel like this character was written as being like really heavy set, and therefore maybe that would play a little bit better um but like at the same time it's just like he still needs to have like what exactly about him is like oh you're like other than the like inadvertently telling uh tony that anna doesn't implant intend to go to university like there isn't much like personality wise that's like really outwardly like this guy's is not appropriate. So, yeah, <laughs> like, so, ah, man, yeah, I didn't really even then, think about that. It, it, yeah. His character probably would have worked better, but no, he definitely still needs something more than just like being heavy set. He, yeah, he needs he to have like he needs that. more. I mean, I think yeah. that would help, but like there, there needs to be he, something. He, he doesn't come across as a nice guy tm he comes across as a like a nice guy who like a genuinely nice person who's just like a little bit you know dopey teenage crush like, like there's nothing in there that convinces me that like he is 
like, there are light implications in there of him light being implications like, but there's i mean like again as a person who had but also to deal her with trying to like let him down guys and not yeah. like you know beating around the bush just being like you're my friend like i think yeah. that's a yeah. good way to go about it you know i agree yeah no i mean in there's just you know like like something like you know i mean i think that there were opportunities there i think you could have played up the relationship that he has with chris a little bit more of terms in terms of like being awkward or something like that um and then you know ultimately then it's also like what makes nick attractive because he's just a dick for like the first hour of the movie (laughs) like i like i get it like as a person who used to be a teenage girl it's the whole bad boy thing but also the eyes yeah no i mean like that's the thing is like i get that he's he's like dumb teenagers yeah no i mean like i get that he's like like attractive but like i it's just there needs to be like what exact like I feel like as an audience, like I get it on the level of the characters, but as an audience, especially by the end of the movie, like we need a reason to care about him. And I feel like like just a scene between him and his father, like getting dropped off at school in which you can see him just like, I need to put on this tough guy facade would have like helped so much um, in terms of his likability. Oh, like, like the opening of um, breakfast club. With yeah. Bender getting dropped off. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Like I just something that tells us that it's just like he's doing this because his father tells him that that's how he has to act. And he doesn't right. question how his father tells him he has to act. And like I, that I think would add a lot to the character and make us way more invested in him in ways of like other than just kind of like waiting for him to kind of get his comeuppance and being vaguely disappointed that he doesn't get it or at least that was kind of my reaction the first time i watched it Um, yeah i actually agree with you i kind of had the same feeling where it was like oh well surely this guy is gonna die oh wait never mind yeah and it's like no he definitely felt like cannon fodder yeah you're right like that could have been a really short scene you and he would have improved that so much yeah it's just like you just it's like a really short like three lines of dialogue is like really all we need. Um, and that would have helped a lot. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like that's one of the things this film is trying to do is kind of subvert our expectations on who survives because, you know, you also have of the, your, your LGBTQ character or like who is usually cannon fodder in these type of films totally lives. Whereas you have the young letter lovers. And in fact, kicks like, yeah, so much ass and it's amazing yeah no she's great um she's also i in my opinion she might be one of the better singers despite the fact that she's given kind of not a ton of like the song i agree so 100 percent agree there yeah i wish she'd been given more to work with yeah same so um because like yeah her few moments it's just like she kills it and like you know her like kind of like vaguely <laughs> she always seems like like not quite aware of like social norms and putting her foot in her mouth and various things like i think that like she does a really good job with the uh, with the character and i think the character is really fun but again it's just like that's the type of character that you kind of expect to be cannon fodder whereas like you know characters like chris and lisa are just like the boring people that survive in dawn of the dead you know so like 
they're young and they're in love. So of course they make it because love conquers all. So. Uh, no, uh, again, may I point you back to Willy's Wonderland for another movie that absolutely did not do that. Oh, Willy Wonderland, but everyone's expendable except for Nick Cage and the other girl. So I know, like, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, in this, it's very much of like, like, okay, like by virtue of the title, we kind of know that Anna's living, but... You know, yeah. I feel like John's set up to live. Nick is set up to die. Steph mm-hmm. is set up to die. Um, Chris and Lisa are set up to live, or at least one of them live. Um, and, you know, that's that's kind of not not what happens. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, you know, all the adult, all the, like, you know, older adult characters, um, yeah, their fates are kind of expected. It's just like, there's no way to oh, yeah. brand or making it out of this. But Everybody <laughs> Oh yeah, seventeen dies in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, like you know, it's, I mean, but then it's just like overall, it's like that subverting expectation versus, um, I don't know. There, there's a way of acknowledging, um, kind of like the standard tropes that at times I feel like this movie fails to acknowledge, like it struggles with what its tone and pacing is a lot. So, um, and I think that the festival cut actually hurts that more. Uh, I, I would be, if I watch it again, I would like to actually watch like probably the UK theatrical. Mm -hmm. So I think it was, what I watched was, the yeah, the the cut. one the one that's on Shutter is the festival uh, cut. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, being more like, of the lay person here, I was like, it's like I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with any of the problems you're bringing up, but like, mm-hmm. I honestly, but I'd rather had replace a lot of that fun with ten this minutes with like the scenes that are missing. I yeah. agree, but like overall, I still think like. I enjoyed this a lot because it was something I didn't quite know what to expect. And I feel like even if I had known, had gotten a like short description of, you know, it's a horror musical Christmas movie. Like, I I don't know that I still, I still think I would have been pleasantly surprised because like, those are not categories that I would have mashed up all together. And like, oh yeah, it's a a great mashup. Yeah, uh, no, like, I mean it's it's a it's zombie like, Christmas musical, but like I the weird given, thing is, yeah. I feel like it's uh, a expect... teenage a teenage zombie Christmas musical. Yeah, yeah it's but like, I I have yeah. I have issues with it, but like it's still fun as hell. Like, yeah, this it's closer is still something that I would point people towards. Yeah, it's closer to like a teen melodrama than a comedy in a lot of ways, which is yeah. one of the things that's always I wish kind it had of a little more frustrating to me. It. Yeah, it's because like... it's like it has its comedy moments, like the killing the zombies in the bowling alley is clearly intended as a moment, and then they have various gags like the ball pit, and like I guess the celebrity references are intended as humor, but it's just like like there's no like. I don't know. I mean, like, I, honestly, it's, it's really like, not that like in the original Dawn of the Dead, like the whole like, like there's a whole slapstick bit with zombies. That's just like you have that you're doing a zombie movie. You have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of disappointed in that. And also, it's just like the ending is so 
fucking bleak. Like I know, and I actually kind of like that about it. It's like yeah, you but didn't I mean, it's just like a the, like happy ending. No, like, I mean, no, it's not a comedy at all. Yeah, it it takes that risk. Of. It goes there. It goes there with that with that bleak ass ending. And I think just... that the comedy's bits are only there because otherwise you're just gonna finish watching this and be like okay, that was the bleakest musical I've ever seen and I'm going to go kill myself but, now. But like, honestly, there, there's a part the of me... to, like, kind of, you know, it's the it's same thing. Where, yeah. There's yeah, a part of me that would actually rather not have the comedy beats and no. just be, like, no. sitting there watching, like, the bleakest fucking thing ever. Or no, you, you make your okay. first act. Your first act is super bright and shiny before the zombies show up. And then once the zombies show up, it just turns into, like, a Lars von Trier movie. I, I could, mean, it kind of see that there. But... It kind of does. I mean, I could <laughs> see that working, but, like, especially as a person who tends to use levity in times of high stress uh, anyway, like, yeah. I actually really appreciate movies that like give me enough that I'm not just like, oh man, what's the <laughs> fucking point of any of this shit? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, know, I guess like, I'm just gonna go kill myself. I think it's I think it strikes a, a fairly good balance there in the sense that like yeah, it's it's like it's fun, but it like actually takes itself seriously enough that I that i'm not like oh man like this is clearly yeah it's it's not a comedy like yeah what the f there was yeah. something i watched recently that was billed as a comedy and it's like this is not a fucking comedy yeah no i mean and that's the weird thing oh, like i, I feel what like that they was because i feel like yeah. i've watched something recently that was billed as it was a comedy. it was something that you and i watched and i think it yeah. was a movie and i can't remember what the hell it was <sighs> yeah hey no, I we mean... finally have an official cedar screw it letterboxd account um, I'm the only one Sweet. checking into it, but hey, yep. it means I'll be able to remember what the fuck I watch. Oh, I should probably <laughs> do that too. Um, also, oh, we, you can make we... you can make like an Emily Schick we... one, but like I have control over the official see it or screw it letterboxed yeah, account. So that's not Fucking ever. dictator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Uh. Also, you know, speaking of social media, maybe one of these days we'll have a hive to talk about instead of Twitter because. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Whatever. I didn't think. I didn't think Elon could like kill Twitter as right. fast as he's seeming to. That's well, it, guys. That's it, guys. We're all. We're all moving we're, back to MySpace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I swear, yeah. I'll put you uh, in my top six. Tom, I missed you so much. <laughs> Tom. Tom is the greatest social media owner ever. Um, yes. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I. I just feel like like it is odd of just some of those comedy bits um because i do feel like all the references to celebrities like in the middle of the film are really are kind of the least interesting and least successful part of this film of just sort of like yeah like chris and I, john's I conversations are like very really much lame. the kind of bullshit i expect teenage boys i mean that's kind about. of how it comes across though i mean it's just I, like like i often found myself I giggling think it's reminding like you how immature these people actually are in some I mean, ways that's fair uh, I often found myself giggling at like a sidelines in songs like yeah. uh, like soldier at war or whatever. Uh, he's got like a groovy line in there and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it was it was mostly like that referential comedy that got me in it. Just mm -hmm. being a big fan of like all of the different influences, like fucking uh, give right. me a second. 
he he said that he had so many different influences on this movie and there's one that i love that might be an episode at some point if it's ever streaming on anything ever again uh da 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 so unsurprisingly uh west side story uh rocky horror picture show and the breakfast club were all influences as well as once more with feeling because it's got a huge once more with feeling vibe especially oh yeah in how it's shot yeah. um and then you know including nods to zombie films like night of the living dead dawn of the dead the evil dead the happiness of the katakuris which is going to be an episode of who the fuck was this made for at some point i still and Shaun seen of the that dead one. yeah no, I mean, yeah, there are, there are different references. And I mean, that's one of the things that like, you know, every time I watch it and know how long it takes to get to the zombie outbreak, I can appreciate the seeding of it a little bit more because it's like, I know these references that you're making, but I feel like there needs to be a li- something a little bit more overt at the beginning of the film. Yes. Um, so this and, is the yeah. second time that I've watched it. And like, I yeah. think that's what just grated on me so much the first time I watched it, because I really yeah. didn't like this movie the first time I watched it. It yeah. had some stuff that I appreciated with it. But for me, it's I don't care if you're a, a, a you know, zombie comedy, musical teen drama. Uh, yeah if you've got zombie in there, like give me zombie early. Like yeah. y- you need, you need a horror beat every 10 pages. Even if you're not yeah. a full horror movie, if you're doing a horror element, you need a horror beat every 10 pages. <laughs> I disagree. I actually think that this worked better having kind of held off and like kind of seeding that in there in the background. So like if you weren't paying enough attention, you could have gotten like 30 minutes into the movie and not realized like if nobody had told you that it it's going to, I mean, although the fucking name of it should give that away. Like, I feel like I but knew something name, was like, coming, right, and so it was like I kind of something more like mundane. But then you don't get it. No, but I, I actually enjoyed it. it. Was like, when's the apocalypse going to start? Like, yeah. so far we're I, just I, setting I just, up the teen stuff. Like, I thought I that want was something more than brilliant. just like just four wanted... more people dropped out of the talent yeah. show because they yeah. got sick. You, you know, right. I, I wanted something more than just that. I want somebody like moaning like. In a dark no. alley, in no. like no. fucking. I, mean, I, 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 I just want you're ruining I just want your reveal. Scene. I I just want a scene of the zombie. Like I just wanted a big musical number that opens this at like so at like you know. I mean, I'm just thinking of like the beginning of like 28 days later, and what you have that like I like those. Yeah, but the outbreaks already occurring by that point. Oh, no, but, so uh, but, fun fact! Fun fact: this was supposed to start with that of okay. a musical scene of yeah. um. Uh, what what's what's that? Which song is it? it? It's um, what a time to be alive or what? It's what a time to be alive, but it's drunk Santa stumbling down the road while singing what a time to be alive, and then being overrun by something that we don't really see. Okay, I would have and liked that. While I enjoy, I I I would have enjoyed that. But I, again, as the more layperson who's not as nitpicky as the two of you, I actually really enjoyed how this played out in the sense that, like, I knew that something was coming and I like that it made me wait for it. 
I just feel like there's a way, like, like it's like, let's like, uh, introduce it's like, all the characters and then let's have the outbreak happen. And it's just like, those don't, don't have to, we don't have to introduce them all first and then have it happen. We can have that happen simultaneously. Yes. And that's what disappointed me. Um, and, you know, there's that. And then there's, you know, there are little things. Like like, like you're saying, Emily, though, you, you know it's going to happen. I want yeah. it to happen sooner. <laughs> I don't. I actually liked, I mean, but then again, I'm also a person who's always liked delayed gratification. I like, <laughs> I shut up. I uh, like, I don't know. I was the kid, like most, you know, for instance, like, you know, most kids go searching for their Christmas presents that their parents have hidden away. I would cry when I accidentally found one of mine. I like surprises. I like waiting. I like, I feel like I get much more out of an experience when I don't get something immediately. Like, don't give it all the way up front. Leave a little something to the imagination and then and tease me a little bit and then we'll get there. I just think we could have gotten to a quicker. But I mean, it's also just little details that kind of Sure, you could have gotten to it quicker. Of just but... sort of like you get like with turning my life around, it's just like I want them to have giant over ear headphones instead of the small little earbuds um, because mm-hmm. I think that makes that gag more obvious and fun. I agree. Um, I absolutely agree it's because just like. Uh, it's... Especially because there are not that many noise canceling earbuds even now. And yeah. I'm sure that there were even fewer of them then and they would have been, you know, fairly expensive. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm wearing like cheap ass fucking over your headphones and like it blocks out a significant amount. So, yeah, I it's mean, like... it's just like what the gag is that they can't hear. I think the headphones should be very visible. Um, I agree. And I know, absolutely agree. And, and then and, you know, I mean, it's and then it's other little things of just sort of like I always feel like Savage is like the one actor who knows what movie he's in um, because he just kind of hams it up and has I fun love, with his character. I love how <laughs> yeah. hammy And everyone is. else is kind of like always kind of caught between like, like, am I playing this for comedy or am I playing this straight? And they're always kind of waffling between it. It's just like he always knows he's playing it for comedy. He, Although he knows I will exactly say exactly what movie he's in. And the, I aw- love the awkwardness it. of the people playing teenagers. I don't know how many of them are actually teenagers, but like yeah. the awkwardness of the people playing teenagers again works for me because like Oh I yeah, no, I mean was, like it's it's like, authentic. It, 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 it comes across as very authentic teenager. Yeah, no, like, I mean it works. It's just that all of a sudden a strength to me. No, no, I mean, most of the time it works, and then every once in a while they'll get that, like, self-aware line, and they and it just kind of, like, pulls me out of their performance. It's just, like, like, um, like I'm just, like, there's an exchange, like, right before uh, Soldier at War between Steph and Anna of, like, I think that Steph's like, you're actually enjoying this? And, it's just, and Anna's like, of course they are, because they're idiots. And it's just, like, like it's a little too aware for a teenager so it just kind of like pulls me out of the whole situation but like, i don't know I, are you trying to tell me that you wouldn't have picked up on that as a teenager because i definitely would have <laughs> i mean yeah but i mean i i just like the way that it's said is is a little bit too direct so it's like i don't know uh absolutely would have been that person just saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, there are a lot of things about Anna that it's like, yeah, okay, that was, you know, there was a lot of me in high school there as well. Yeah, I don't know. And then, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I Also, I just feel like, 
John's characterization, which we've talked about already, is somewhat over the map because of uh, yes. just the whole situation of like it's implied it he's going to, to art school, and then meanwhile, like he's wearing the tackiest fucking sweater in the world. So it's like, so like, shouldn't there be something to establish that he's wearing it like ironically? Because like he seems to think that it's actually a sweet sweater. So, <laughs> like, I mean, I. <laughs> that's a fair point like i would assume that you know i would assume that any teenager wearing that is doing it ironically and i feel i'm wondering if they felt like that was sort of self-evident but i mean i, I would mean, hope yeah. so i mean it's just like i i just want a little bit more hints the other thing that. that you're kind of forgetting here too is that like all of these kids are like extremely british <laughs> so there's a lot of emotional beats that you're not you're just not going to get <laughs> Like I'm like I'm I'm serious like the like I feel like that sarcastic remark would be heavily just it, it's just implied in the situation mm-hmm. where like British people would be like no I'm not gonna say that yeah exactly that's that's what I'm saying though like like they that they wouldn't say these things out loud um you know it's a lot of like stiff upper lip bullshit especially among. British people, so uh, less so among the younger crowd. I'm <laughs> sure that oh, I'm sure that British boomers would be fucking horrified by this movie. They're talking about <laughs> feelings. Oh my god, no one does that. <laughs> How yeah. dare you? You said a feeling. They don't want to say the c word. <laughs> you told someone you loved them, uh, and you weren't uh. forced to by circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously though, like the 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 British millennials and uh Gen Zers are better about that shit, although there's like still this huge cultural divide. Yeah. But still. They're yeah. they're getting there. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, how much more do we want to talk about this movie? I don't know. I mean, we can start getting to the verdicts on it, but I don't know if we want to jump. I'm trying to think that. of like, I feel like there's something else that I wanted to say about it. Yeah, like, I don't. I mean, I honestly don't have a lot of like. I, again, I'm going to uh, kind of take the cop out route here and say, I agree with a lot of the nitpicks you have. The ones that I don't agree with, I've definitely spoken up about already. Um, overall, I enjoyed the shit out of this mostly because it's just it's it it's it dared to do something different yeah no i mean that's one of the things that i really like is that it definitely it definitely makes choices um in terms of what it wants to do like i honestly it's like it's something that's like if you remove the music from this film this film still works which is something that i think um, is is one of the problems that, like, when you hear it, you think that it's all go- it's going to be exclusively about the musical numbers, and really, it's just like the musical numbers are there and they're important and they're largely the most memorable and fun part of this. But mm-hmm. I still think that they made a zombie film that works without it. It just happens to be mu- musical, which is kind of like good on them for doing that because i think that when you hear it you do think it's just going to be about the musical numbers at the same time it's just like there are certain musical numbers that it's just like they're not quite like 
I want musical numbers uh, that are poking fun at the genre a little bit more than what exists in this. I wish yeah. it was a more cohesive musical. Um, yeah, I can get behind that to an extent. Like, uh, um, I, 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 extent. I agree with you as well. Like, I wish that it had more genre specific musical numbers. Yeah, which played into it. Like having seen, uh, having seen uh, Evil Dead the Musical off Broadway. <laughs> well, and then, uh, and then like that sort of I guess that that's sort of what I was hoping for when I came into first seeing this movie was something a little more like that. Right. Well, and, I mean, like, it also it's, doesn't No, it, this decided to do its own thing. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I mean, it's it's a zombie movie with musical numbers more so than um, mu- like, musical I, with zombies yeah. with yeah. zombies. I yeah, agree. because I mean, like, like it's missing kind of like like, well, it does have its finale kind of. Like, yeah, I'd say this has a finale number, but it doesn't really have an opening number. It doesn't have an 11 o'clock number. It, do, it like the I want song is really, really jumbled um, because it's multiple characters singing their I want song, but it does exist. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's like I, it's it's interesting that it like doesn't have some. But of it the, doesn't. Like, yeah, it doesn't have a cast songs. finale song because. Well, I uh, it, like I would. Well, no, I'm, in a I'm cast finale song, I would want like zombies. Like, Ring. I mean, where's <laughs> the light? Is, I... it, the where's the light is a strong finale song. It really is, um, mm. because you cut away to every character in the film and kind yeah. of what their fate is like. So, like, I feel like that song really works as a finale. It's it, like, like it's a lot of it, it. You know, I mean, it's a good song, um, but like, <laughs> there isn't. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the zombie. Yeah. John, Jeff, Jason. John. John. Uh, turning on his sweater lights. Yeah. Yeah. And being, being yeah. You didn't notice that? Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have always well, loved that like, I, yeah. I didn't notice it until you mentioned it. And then my mind <laughs> replayed it. it. And it's like, oh, shit. He's fucking right, isn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah. He turns on the lights. On his sweater as Yeah. It, as the lyric hits. Great. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I mean in like you know you have numbers like the, it's that time of year which is just like like that it's such a weird number <laughs> and i love it because it's a hilarious song but mm-hmm. at the same time like what is it doing in this movie <laughs> yeah i mean i think that it's supposed to be played off as more comedy than it comes across as because isn't it yeah isn't it the one that she performs at the talent show oh, yeah, where, yeah. where where gran is sitting there and like giving her the double thumbs up on how good yeah. she's doing but like hey yeah. man gran might have some swirl from back in the day so <laughs> yeah no i mean it's uh it's just sort of hilarious i don't know how you know super rigid principal guy didn't realize that she was planning i mean i I have to feel like like she 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 rehearsed or presented something completely different yeah (laughs) but then how did she line up the rest of it yeah like there are six additional dancers in individual costumes granted it's only shorts and suspenders with a candy cane which actually good foreshadowing that i didn't have hadn't it thought probably, about that before of that like was probably Anna's already ultimate the, weapon yep. being the candy cane yeah no the candy yeah. cane is a solid weapon 
It is. But yeah, it's probably just the background dancers from the song that he originally heard that she was doing. And yeah, you know, they weren't in that costume. Honestly, there's a good shot that like she was like, yo, guys, I'm planning on doing this song instead. Do you want to like practice like at yeah. you know, my house or whatever? Like there's a million explanations for that, TJ. Don't yeah. nitpick that part. Yeah. No. Um. So, yeah, it's uh. It's interesting that, like, yeah, this is this would work as just kind of a standard zombie film, and then it's the musical numbers that kind of make it stand out. Um, because otherwise, I agree. As it would just kind of be like, hey, this is a zombie film that exists. If you want to see a zombie film, but it's like this is a zombie film that's also a musical. So a, a, yeah, a and I actually time like that zombie it... film. Yes, yeah. also a musical. I yep. actually really like the fact that it is. Uh, more a zombie movie first and foremost again as evidenced by the fact that like it has a very bleak ending it doesn't have like the traditional like musical structure mm-hmm. I actually like that about it mm-hmm. uh, I, don't know I am why, not like, a, a huge British... musical stan in general uh, yeah. so like non-standard musicals generally work much better for me I don't know I mean I'm always just I, I like the musical format and structure and I'm always like it's one of the things that I love about 8 Mile is 8 Mile is a very traditionally structured musical it just kind of like took co- subject it. matter that like you wouldn't necessarily make a musical out of but like yeah. 8 Mile actually... is like a very traditional musical that just happens to be about 8 M&M's life um, and I I actually really enjoyed that too in the sense that like yeah it's like I I I I don't need another standard yeah. musical. I I mean like, give me like the standard structure with like different content or like give me like you know something like this like do something fucking different like I mean Repo it doesn't the genetic it... opera works for me for the same reason it's like it's not the same shit over and over well it is though the genetic opera very much follows a traditional format and that's also is, again an like example of punk as hell the visuals are oh that's very fine I mean and that's that's okay I mean I'm just saying by virtue of like this is a zombie music movie with musical numbers and to an extent yeah. especially the first time I watched it I was expecting a musical with zombies um and right it's a very different and you know that distinction isn't that significant or important because it's like both can i be think that it is a pretty like, significant yes. distinction though because like yeah expectation reality like yes yeah. i expected a i expected a musical with zombies instead yeah. of a zombie movie with musical numbers yeah, and I think that sort of affected my perception the first yeah. time I saw this movie. And this yeah. is why I actually prefer the fact that, like, I know, like, I feel like I sometimes get a a bit of a different perspective on things because I don't often have many expectations going into stuff because I don't know as much about movies as either one of you, and like I. I don't know shit about uh, movies. I just watch a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, but you did by virtue of that you actually know more about movies than I do and like more or less like I I don't know. I feel like I go into most things with very few expectations and I feel like, you know, that is kind of makes my makes my experience more enjoyable overall. My best friend's exorcism. They can. <laughs> 
Yeah. My best friend's exorcism from the makers of Freaky and Happy Death Day comes my best friend's exorcism. It's not what you want it to be. Well, it's not what I wanted it to be. Did we watch that? Yes, we did. Oh, that that was the one that you were talking about that you expected it to be a comedy and wasn't. Oh, wasn't yes. that the one that was billed as a comedy and it yes. absolutely is not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> bringing it back around. Bringing it back right. around. I feel like that's a Fucking great Hulu. place yeah, a for great... us to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's prime. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Whatever yeah. fucking service fucked up in their description, and it was like, nah, dude. Yeah. So, all right, uh, so, so, all right, guys, we are Holly Yay or Holly Nay. Not, not Cedar Screw It. No, we're, okay. we're, we are not Cedar Screw It this week, goddammit. Uh, we are not. a Holly Yay or a Holly Nay. I'm so sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, blame Emily. Blame yeah, Emily. Can, look, it was better than TJ's idea. Eat shit. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, it's a holiday for me, man. Like again, I think the fact that I didn't have any fucking expectations going into this, and I care way less about like uh, a lot of the sort of like technical details and structure that you guys do. I purely I, like yeah i see some of the problems with this but i enjoyed the shit out of it because a it's fun anyway but b i think it did some it took a stab at doing something really different and like mostly succeeded so yeah. hell so, yeah holly watch yeah. the shit out of this it's fun nice. all right yeah i said holly yay don't make yeah. me say it again holly <laughs> 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 I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me of just sort of like each time I watch this movie, I like it better. Like this was the third time I think I've seen it. Um, and, you know, it just kind of like because I think the initially I did go in with some expectations in terms of like it, like we were mentioning it being. Um, a musical with zombies rather than a zombie movie with musical numbers. Um, and I do like, you know, as a zombie movie, I think it makes a lot of interesting, cool choices as a musical. It's somewhat disjointed. Um, and at times I'm like, I just feel like I different characters like don't interact in ways that, makes sense so to speak like i just feel you know it's like what we were saying with like savage is like the one character who like 100 percent knows what movie he's in because i feel like everyone else is kind of like scene by scene they're someone completely different um uh, especially our be... lead like yeah she she just makes me think of like um she makes me think of like Bella from like, the like a Twilight series. Oh She's yeah, very, I was like, actually oh, going no, to make. I that was I was thinking um, Ella Enchanted. <laughs> She's just uh, very there. Like I like her, and there's she like sucks less than Bella. I'll give her that. Yeah, no, she, she, she does. She does. She, there's there's like a not a high bar though. She's I mean, like, there's a there's a Disney princess. Generic. No, there's Disney there's a princess. sadness to her that's like, like I well described. Um, Fucking not Anna Kendrick. Um, Ella Amy Enchanted Adams. is the one that I'm thinking Amy of. Amy Adams. No, it's not Amy Adams. It's ah, God damn it! I have to look this up now. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's it's Princess Diaries. 
No, it's uh, 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 I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's it, got a it, very Anne Hathaway vibe. Yeah, she kind of does. I mean, it's yeah. There's like she she has more personality than than you know some of these characters that we're bringing up, but there's still a like every woman quality to her that's just kind of like forced to the point forced on her to the point of her having no identity which is frustrating um yeah and because it's just like she needs to be in she needs to have kind of like a hand in all these different fields to be able to interact with this hodgepodge of people that she's interacting with but at Mm -hmm. the same time it leaves very little for herself which is disappointing um but you know i mean like she has a strong voice and again it's just like i'm being harsher on her than i should be because i still like her as a character it's just like i feel like she's a little all over the place um but overall it's interesting you know it's like the more i'm aware of kind of the shortcomings of these film of this film the more i'm willing to overlook them because what this Mm -hmm. film does well (laughs) i think it does really well like i think like i you know i like the super bleak ending though at the same time it's like that's not really what you expect when you're expecting a zombie musical but it makes sense if you're look expecting more of a zombie film because like Mm -hmm. the the tacked on hollywood happy ending that so many zombie films have is always frustrating uh, because all the good ones are bleak as fuck so i wish they didn't um, do like the british gray sky like if you gave me a blue sky as they drive over that hill at the very last shot that's a much less bleak ending it's like yeah do you know how few days a year they could actually film in scotland and get that yeah (laughs) well but it also shouldn't be that and that's the whole point but ultimately i think that you know even even like i don't know if the first time I saw this, I would necessarily put it on, on Holly A. But at this point, it's totally a Holly A. Like, this is a film that I feel like I've come back to. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's just like the big thing that all, even in my initial viewing of it, that would always put me over the top is that, like, the music's just so damn good and catchy and fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like mm-hmm. so, like, I really like that, you know, I mean, it's one of those shortcomings of, like, I once more the feeling is, like, all the music is kind of, like, dull and blends into each other like these yes. songs are fun and catchy yeah. um so like it's it's a holly gay doesn't um, necessarily fit the entirety of the movie but it works in the movie yeah it works it's fun it's like it's a weird it's a different zombie movie and like this is well i think that i was expecting something that played to fans of musicals and fans of zombie movies this is something that's like really really just like for zombie movie fans and fans of musicals might like the songs but are probably going to be somewhat frustrated with the structure (laughs) um i I think they fit in the center of that venn diagram yeah like like people who like zombie movies might like this but people who like musicals and zombie movies would probably like this yes yeah um so that's why i too am a holly yay uh honestly i was like you dan the first time i saw this like i i didn't really care for it i I thought the music was good but like the movie didn't work for me 
and you like are, watching it again. You like crap. I like a lot of crap. All <laughs> that's, right, that, Which that's insulting made it seem to me. Really weird that it took me this long to get to here, but like, yeah, I really, took, I can see the flaws of this movie. I, I can see the flaws of this movie at that point. At that point was like you fucking four years ago. Seriously, uh, <laughs> TJ will never stop taking himself too seriously. Yeah. I can slap him until he does until he stops. Uh, I, I think you just. I, I mean, I if, it if it doesn't work, your then hand I just would like, keep like, slapping be, be raw. Yeah. Before, before <laughs> that would make. Okay, it. so I'll stop Are him. I'll done? stop when it hurts Are me. You done? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, this is a Holly Gay for me. Um, it's it's got some great musical numbers. It's got a lot of flaws. It's got scenes missing. Um. It's got yep. scenes that are not are that are there that don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that like I don't know. I would definitely change like the first half hour of this movie a lot. Yeah, I would. I would restructure the first half hour of this pretty significantly. I mean, you know, and it's always one of the things that I always think is that like I don't feel like films need to be told linearly um and I feel like this is a good example of a film that probably could have been be- benefited from maybe breaking up a lot of the first half hour into flashbacks yeah some later like on. flashbacks yeah that, yeah that would work like them hanging out well, at you're lunch already like, doing yeah. some a bunch of stuff that's really different with this like that would have I, to me i think that's when you would have made it feel too heavy-handed because it's like <laughs> oh so you're throw you, you do you're already doing like six things and you're gonna throw like i want to be memento in there too come on well i mean in, you and, know and i mean they, but this is an example, like, like the, when the, the whole like and i don't think this this must only be in the festival cut because i don't remember it being in the in the other cuts but maybe it was what the, the whole like the nightmare you know towards the night before christmas like that voiceover narration end section like that's a really weird artistic choice like it kind of works but i also oh that is the other five minutes that that's the other five minutes it's added to the festival cut then yeah yeah absolutely i mean like it works and i mean especially considering that comes right after john's death i thought that they would get to because you know they talked about the names of the reindeer and that's where the names of the reindeer come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that that would get to that line in the poem and I don't think it says that line, which is no, it, it doesn't, choice. which is weird, so, yeah. which is weird. But like, you know, that was kind of the whole thing. I mean, it's also that like he, when he lists the names of them, um, that is not the order from the poem, but not the, no, he, he flips but, out. He, he flips, um, he flips uh, Vixen and Blitzen, I believe. Dasher, Donner, Connor, Blitzen, Comet, Cupid, and no, fucking. Yeah. Connor? <laughs> Connor. Connor, the other reindeer. <laughs> Prancer. Prancer's the one you're missing. But, um, Prancer. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I didn't even realize that it didn't get to that line in the poem. Yeah. It got to just before that line. Right, right. That's the next line of the poem. And, yeah. they, cut, and they cut it. Yeah. So. Huh. All right. Well, um, anybody got anything else? Um, well, I think that we, we found our ourselves. Other stuff. <laughs> like, uh, like where, like we have a Patreon, we have uh, the, the, what other things have you signed up for you guys uh, have a beer twitter podcast. and I facebook a, and yeah. 
um uh we have a letterboxed now uh, i think we're at s-i-o-s-i the initials of our show just like our patreon so if you want to give us some the TJ money is uh, the only person who's got access to it apparently because he's a fucking dictator c-o-c well, yeah <laughs> c-o-c uh czar <laughs> of cinema like what what else did you guys have i mean what, is, that, is that the <laughs> title that you've given to yourself might as well yeah. if you're gonna call me the cock. <laughs> no one calls you that. Everybody calls me that. I no go out to a bar on a dick. Friday night and they just say cock. No. <laughs> we, 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 we call you the dick. It's different. <laughs> uh, because of the secret private eye. No. All right. We're we're fucking yeah, off we're rails. Topic. Yep. Um yeah. hey guys, hope you like our stuff. Check us out in places. You can give us monies. You can also see what movies I'm watching. I, I can give the others access if they want it. But you can see the movies I'm watching on Letterboxd. It's an app that's not quite the app that I want to exist, but it does exist, so I'm going to use it. And someday Liam will be back, we swear. Someday Liam yeah. will be back. He's he's currently moving. Yeah. So he will Exciting be stuff. back in the future. Yeah, all the way in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Uh, if only. <laughs> yeah, if only. If only that wasn't 22, t- soon to be 23 years ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Final word. Um, bye. Oh. Uh, so oh, shit. Shit, I had something for, for this. Yes. Uh, you, you had something for shut this. Up. I don't know why it's taking Merry you so... Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. There, you happy now? <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>